Hey guys, it's Richie. Just a quick note before we get started. Um, we recorded this show, this episode here, as a pilot back in December. It's taken us this long to get our shit together. That's why we're only putting it up now. Um, so apologies if there are a bunch of outdated references. We're hopefully going to be releasing on a more regular schedule, so we'll be a little bit more current in the future. But um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks for downloading and hope you enjoy. Right, so what are we doing here, Richie? Okay, uh, you had some sort of a spirit journey. I had a spirit, I had a spirit journey, or like a drunken brain fart, really more so. What's the difference? Basically, what this is is what I'm kind of tentatively calling for now. What am politics? And it came about like all great ideas when I was drunk and um, terrified of the future of America and Trump. For those of you who don't know, I live in America, and recently. In the past like year and a half, it's been a really weird time politically for America, and I haven't been able to contribute in any way to any sort of political conversation over there, at least in a way that I feel I'm actually contributing something relevant and not just spitting ignorance. What I want to do is learn to be less of a toddler when it comes to political matters and more of a, I won't say adult, that's probably stretching it too much, but like a preteen, yeah. like a savvy, savvy preteen. A really cool political preteen. You know those cool political preteens? Moved on from the training bra. Just getting ready to the like the normal <laughs> This is a different metaphor now. <laughs> I don't know, we're talking about teens here, you know. I'm gonna be your support, Richie. Okay, so this podcast is gonna have an explicit tag because <laughs> Robbie got onto preteen training bras. <laughs> so why I'm tentatively calling it what I'm politics is because that's the stage I feel I'm at now. It's like I'm a little toddler, I don't fully understand things and I want to. And so I asked myself, who is, of the people I know, who is the most politically savvy, but also not a dick, <laughs> so I can talk to and not feel like... Okay, and so he wasn't available. And he wasn't available, and neither were the 10 other people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, you, Steve, you've always been, like, a pretty politically savvy guy, but without a lot of the, um, like, there's no, there's no pretentiousness, there's no, like, self-grandizing, there's no, you, you never come in, like, an agenda in a conversation with stuff, you tend to be pretty neutral, and you're also just, like, a funny, a funny dude who has long since lost his political training bra, bra. Oh, yeah. so, um, <laughs> well, they're spilling out. <laughs> <laughs> Got a political decoff. <laughs> well, Richie, I am happy to come here and share my as much of my political cleavage with you as I can. <laughs> Steve, put your top back on. This is an audio medium. I don't need to... Oh, they're squeezing them together. <laughs> this is what American politics and indeed most politics in the world has just become anyway, so it's very appropriate. Yeah, that's most of what the campaign trail was like the past year and a half in the States. Um, but yeah, so I've been living in the States. I would like to go back. I'm home for Christmas now in Ireland, and I would like to go back in the new year and be able to, you know, with the inauguration happening... With all this kind of, even like, even sorry, on this side of the pond, like with Brexit and stuff, like just, just kind of on a global scale, there's a lot of complicated stuff happening and I want to like better equip myself so that I don't sound like an idiot when I'm talking to people and I thought we could do it through, I, you know, like a normal person, we could just like have phone calls or whatever and talk about it, but that's not interesting and there's no, no you can't capitalize on that kind of shit. No, we're millennials. I mean, why would we ever do something if we can't like use it to better ourselves among our yeah, peers it's all about, yeah yeah it's all about branding know, <laughs> phone yeah. calls aren't great for branding you know what is great for branding podcasts about podcasts. training brass <laughs> and also at the, at the same time like it I, I you know i want i want it to be fun i want to be able to to joke and make light of it um because again one thing i saw when i was in the states over the past two years is that it, it's 
super serious. Yeah, well, you know? it is. It is serious. It is serious because it, that's true. And uh, but I think a little a little touch of levity is 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 important. Yeah. No, I mean you're approaching it the right way. When I mean it's serious, I mean you are taking it seriously because you want to learn more about it and you want to actually like be able to contribute to these things. People don't take it seriously; they ignore it. That's the worst part. So right, politics is essentially how we govern ourselves entirely. Like you can go, oh, I don't give a crap about politics. It's just something that happens on television. That I don't, I can't be arsed watching that because it's boring and it's for other people. It's for old people, but Stupid every people. single aspect of your life is influenced by what these decisions, are, like the decisions that are made by the people who are involved in politics are essentially being made on your behalf without your knowledge and it affects every single aspect of your life where you live what taxes you pay what job you work in all these things are dependent on what other people decide and i mean i don't necessarily prescribe to the opinion that you should get too involved in it though and care about it too much because at the end of the day unless you're actually an elected politician and even then you don't really have much influence on it there's no point in going too hard the other way I mean and going crazy and shouting at cable news and shouting at your friends and family because they disagree with you on something because basically it doesn't matter I mean we all just go in and cast our ballots and that's the best contribution we can make if you don't actually run for office Mm -hmm. but yeah so I guess you need to try and strike a fine balance between knowing about it Mm -hmm. being aware of what's going on but then also not getting too far into the guy it becomes basically football you you choose your side your your sports team like go team trump go team hillary and that's the only thing that i care or team bernie if you want to support like the outsiders mm-hmm. and that becomes more important than the actual issues or the actual policies or the actual things that influence people's lives it's just about your person winning over the other people's person which doesn't really help anybody yeah and, and that was that that's kind of comes to the second part of um once i had the idea for this podcast and the, the kind of like the, the priority was to educate myself so I would better understand it and better kind of carry myself. And educate yourself yeah. if you want to record it and share it with other people. Yeah, that's, that's it. And, you know, get sweet sponsorship deals. Mm. You know, maybe we, maybe we get some, uh, some <laughs> co-branding with, from like a pre-teen we're bra just, company or something like that. <laughs> no, we're just, we're not, we're not alienating. We're just, we're just targeting ourselves very much on the, the pre-teen market, <laughs> specifically training bras. I mean, So yeah. we're doubling down on that. To, you know, young like not that young men who are making a podcast about politics targeted at prepubescent teen girls. Yeah, and the, and their need for bras. So sports bras in particular. So yeah, but anyway, uh, um, aside from the whole ed- educating myself, and sports bras actually. We just add another one. I thought you said sports bras oh, originally. Did I? Damn. Training bras. Training bras. I'm starting to show our ignorance towards the whole like bra. Shush. <laughs> I know all about bras, okay? I've, I've seen like 16 bras, okay? <laughs> so not only just, yeah, ed- educating myself, but also kind of through the, the right lens. Like, I, I don't want to be able to join in on those like, crazy troll arguments on Facebook. I want to more so understand the other side. We have our own political kind of leanings, even though I'm, I consider myself a toddler. I kind of do Everyone, know. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Inherently, you do. Even if you say you don't, you do. Yes, of course. But um, I'm, I'm not more so... I'm not really about just kind of doubling down on that, what, what way I'm leaning. I'm more so about learning about why the other... Because right now, it's like, you see, like, okay, with Brexit and Trump, here's like two almost 50-50 splits of things. And there's quite a, a yeah. polarizing structure a place right now or not not structure but two polarizing outcomes of two huge kind of political movements yeah it's like you're on one side of the line or the other yeah and and, and that kind of feels dangerous to me and i'd rather kind of take if i am learning this stuff l- learn it through more of an empathetic lens and like why trump supporters may be 
voted the way they did what are the the the, the uh, influencing factors like just humanize the whole the whole thing because i've seen far too much stuff on my own facebook feed with people like coming from people who i, I would have considered previously empathetic and saying slurs basically like very outrageous yeah alienating things towards people who if you met under other circumstances like in a bar maybe you'd be their friend you know maybe or like you know you, you would have like more normal discourse under yeah well social media is one of the worst things that have happened to political discourse that's almost a guaranteed thing yeah. it just it it just encourages people to be hateful spiteful and box people into categories rather than actually trying to have a proper discussion or comment like it's almost about who can get the quickest tirade and put it back up on the like responding comment which isn't good for anybody no it gives you like a quick hit, quick hit of gratification or anger and then that's it it's over and nothing changes you don't learn anything and things just keep on going we're getting worse and worse yeah so so that's ruined the whole podcast <laughs> ruined the whole thing scrap it cut it I'm allergic to bullshit <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of sneezing a lot of sneezing <laughs> So basically, you want to try and tap into my very meager knowledge. I want to tap you. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <clears throat> hold where's, on. where's the delete button? Take, t- take two. I want to tap into... <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say tap. Actually, joking aside, one of the most important things I think you need to realize about politics is that it's all basically made up. There's no hard physics or science to this, really. I mean, this is I did study political science, but... At the end of the day, it's a made-up system that humans have put together. So you're basically just disagreeing on mindsets, not hard facts most of the time. Like, things are only the way they are because we let them be. Okay. Um, so what topic do you want to pick first? So, okay, I mean, we, we touch on it a little bit, um, but it, given the fact that I've just been living in America, I have to go back to America and deal with this inauguration and all of the so stuff that's going to come from it so I want to know you want to know about the South Korean president and what I want to know I want to finally know about what you just said there I forgot <laughs> <laughs> what was it the South there's Korea. a South Korea <laughs> I thought it was just North and East <laughs> wow I am learning so much <laughs> you mean Japan it's called Japan <laughs> whoops yeah so give it yeah given the fact that I'm going to be going back to the States doing all that stuff I want to know Steve what I'm Trump well, in a nutshell, Trump is going to be the 46th president of the United States. Sounds about right. Shit, I actually can't remember now. If Obama 45. Um, yeah, basically, he's a, he is 100% now the president-elect. Uh, he will be taking office on January the 20th. And he is going to be running the country for at least four years. Well, unless something happens. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's is that a threat? Oh my god, was that a threat, Steve? <laughs> no, don't say that. Oh my god, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> oh god, I can't edit around this stuff. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I meant more like, well, either that have something like that happening. Either or, you have your way, or <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, either someone bops him off, or else he bops himself off by either dying because he's the oldest president ever elected. Really? Yeah. How like, old is he? He's seventy now. 70. Yeah, everyone was talking about how old. He like, looks so good though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. It's obviously that good health regimen of eating KFC with knives and forks and, you know, watching TV and tweeting about it at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard. I know you want this to be non-partisan as much as possible. And I know, within reason, but staying true to ourselves as well. Like, yeah. like it's at that, but again, I, it will rewind a little bit. I think this is good, though. Like, we have our own political leanings. 
but we can also discuss stuff in a way that's hopefully not alienating, but while at the same time showing our own leanings. Because that's how we should happen, right? You shouldn't just go into a conversation and lie about of course about what who you are and what yeah. you're about. Um, but you should be able to conduct yourself in a way that you, we're not like just causing anger by just having a conversation. Do you know much about his biography or where he like his background? I know. I, I know the main bullet points like, in terms of like the, the you know the apprentice i'm just a couple of years older than you but like how you have you like i'm, I'm a, i've pretty much always known about trump yeah I've, and i knew i've heard about the art of the deal um he was in he was in home alone too yeah that's that's where like the, where i first became aware it's been part of he's been part of american culture for since basically the 70s i think and like right. he's constantly being referenced and i mean i remember i went on a trip to new york with my parents in 2000 and we went to Trump Tower just because it's one of the things that you do. I remember the golden wall and all that stuff. And mm. I think we went to Starbucks inside the building. And that's, it's, What did you order? Um, probably hot chocolate because it was a kid and I wasn't drinking coffee. Nice. It was golden. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So he's always been around. He was a property developer because he inherited that job from his dad. Mm-hmm. As he says himself, he got a small loan of like $7 million or something. That's pretty small. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know. It's, it's you know we got to start somewhere so you know he yeah. started there. It's like a credit union loan. That's yeah. <laughs> unfortunately in Ireland sometimes it was. Which is, <laughs> we, we can talk. Ooh. We can talk about the Irish political scene in a couple of podcasts later. Yeah. <laughs> that will not be fun. Um, <laughs> he's but he's also been political a lot. Like even in the eighties, they were making jokes about it as well as him actually talking about it, running for president. Really? Okay. Yeah. He like no one really knew which party he was with. He used to like lean Democrat on some issues, lean Republican on some issues. And like he said himself during the campaign that he donated to everybody because that's kind of what you do when you're a big business person. You give money to keep everyone happy. He basically bet on both sides just in case one of them gets in. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, the Democrats get less money off businesses than the Republicans because Republicans are more business friendly. Right. And that's just the way the the partisan system is set up. But he went bankrupt in the 90s and had to kind of lean off the property side of things and then went into the celebrity or the apprentice the apprentice the american apprentice yeah yeah. and then that kind of saved him basically and he became famous even more famous even more personality became the character like real the real character of trump that we've been dealing with for the past two years right and he's again stayed political he started he didn't like barack obama he kind of put himself as a foil against him. He was the one who initiated the whole he, show your birth certificate. He didn't initiate it, but he was the most prominent person talking about it. But like when he was talking about it, it was Donald Trump. Like it wasn't, and he wasn't in any way like feasible real politician. He was just that celebrity Donald Trump, everyone, the mad fella with the crazy hair who everyone laughs. So what at. was his motivations for doing that? Apparently, to to like really be political. Okay. Like that's so this was the start of it. Like you it essentially was. And then everyone actually some people specifically point to the instance where he may have decided to run for president after Barack Obama retired was when uh, at one of the White House press conference dinners, which is kind of like a, a fun night for all the White House staffers and the, the, the mm-hmm. press who like that's that's a pretty that's normally a pretty like um, adversarial relationship. Mm-hmm. So this is like a night where they like put down the gloves and have a good time and Barack Obama made fun of Donald Trump in front of everybody for about 15 minutes and the camera was on him everyone was looking at him pointing at him and laughing and the president of the United States was like making fun of Donald Trump in front of everybody and that's people would actually say that was 2011 I think so about three years into Barack Obama's presidency they said that was when Trump decided to run 
I mean, super, super villains in comics have had tamer origin stories than well, the President of the United States berating you for 15 minutes. I know. <laughs> it, it must have been embarrassing, but as reasons for becoming president of the most powerful nation in the world, it isn't a good one. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. probably probably the worst one, some yeah. might argue. <laughs> so he did it. He, like, I mean, we've all, there's no point in really going over what happened in the campaign too much. What we all, did happen? He won. Oh, <laughs> but nobody knew, no, we, every, like, I, I, like, as you said, people know that I'm political. People know that I, like, follow the news and read up on this stuff, especially American politics. It's yeah. a special American history and American politics is one of my favorite subjects to read about. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept telling people there was no chance. It was going to be Jeb Bush. Like, he was the next yeah. Bush to get the hair. That's the way American politics works. Like, you stick with the brand that you know. But what happened was is that people basically, they, I don't know, there's probably, like, a, some sort of business marketing term where you use influences from a different product on that brand and then you move it or something Influ- influenza influenza yeah, yeah that's it's when, when yeah that, <laughs> yes that's what we're talking about influenza so he influenzas he basically used his, his character his Donald Trump brash apprentice character and he just switched it to politics he started coming out with the most outrageous things that he could every week to get attention mm-hmm. and it worked and he, he would give these massive rallies in front of thousands of people and the media would basically stream it because it got ratings and right he got attention and he just kept on winning and winning and winning and then when it came to the election itself he won in the states that mattered and ended up winning the electoral college even though he lost the popular vote by three million yeah that's that's confusing for me you don't get that uh, look no <laughs> i don't um but maybe that's like a maybe that's a bigger thing for another uh, episode yeah. like season four of this podcast we're getting ahead of ourselves there <laughs> there's there's like it's pretty it's once you get over a threshold of understanding what the electoral college is like it makes real sense when we have to explain what pr works in this country and how we get like our government's going to get a lot more complicated okay season basically this podcast <laughs> basically every state has a number depending on how big the population is and if you win the most state the most votes in that state apart from a couple mm-hmm. you win all the votes so okay. california's got something like i don't know 60 something let's say probably that sounds about right okay if you uh, sorry this, this is your thing um we're going to get shit wrong. Like, yes, we're, we're not like Googling stuff here or like, we haven't like scripted that beforehand. So we, we will say things probably quite frequently. I would I mean, if that, President-elect Trump has taught us anything, it's that the facts don't matter. It, right, that's it. how you say it. Yeah, so. So it's, I, I shouldn't have doubted myself. It's 60. That's it, there we go. California's got 60 electoral votes. Wow, wow. Definitely. Oh my God. Don't Google it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you win half the votes plus one, you win all those votes. Okay. And that's the same all across the country. And basically, most states, like, you know before the election which way they're going to vote. They're, Just because, historically speaking... Historically they're... speaking, demographics, like, pe- types of people tend to vote for one of the two parties. Mm-hmm. Um, they, ethnic minorities vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. White people vote Republican. That's pretty much... That's one of the simplest things there is. Except for... And that's that's the way it is across the entire... So if you got liberal, like, middle-class white people... Actually, that's not true, because... The cities actually as well tend to vote Democrat. So the, right. the states with the huge cities and the large ethnic populations, non-white populations, they tend, they always vote Democrat. So yeah. this is all just generally speaking as well. It's not even so. general speaking. Like it is like California will never vote for Republican. Mm-hmm. Texas will probably never vote for a Democrat. Mm-hmm. New York will never vote for a Republican. Um, and then like the tiny little um, rural states in the Midwest, which when you add them all up, make a bit, they will never vote Democrat. They just won't. Right. You will ne- they will never vote for a Democratic unless like 
I don't know, they suddenly switch sides and represent the other sides, which won't happen. Okay. And if you... But then there's a couple of states that are like, because of the way democratics are made up between the cities and the rural areas and the, the different, like, the white and non-white populations, they can swing depending on, like, a couple of thousand votes in each state. And Trump basically targeted those states to the nth degree and he won enough of those swing states to win him the entire the entire election. So it didn't matter how many votes Hillary got across the entire country. Trump had won in the states that mattered. And like a lot of people say it was about bigotry and Trump was like, it's because he was stomping on Mexicans and immigrants. And that's like, you have these white working class people that were like blaming people and taking their jobs, the foreigners from taking their jobs. But mm-hmm. I think if you look at it, and I think like most of the, most of the statistics stay the same, the people that voted for Barack Obama and won him those elections just switched their votes to Trump. So can you vote for, uh, you know, the first African-American president and then immediately change your mind and vote for one of the most racist presidents ever? Evidently you can. Right. But I don't think necessarily it was for those reasons. I think when people voted for Barack Obama, they, they, they bought into his whole hopey changey thing. And then they got pissed off after eight years of not seeing much hopey or changey mm-hmm. in their lives because that's like the world is changing and it's not changing for the better for those people. And you think that's just um, just down to, that's not necessarily down to the Obama administration. That's just kind of politics in general, that the wheels of bureaucracy move slowly. So it yeah. wasn't just moving as quickly as they wanted or is it is it more... <clears throat> specific to Obama and what he did in his administration. Well, he he basically promised revolution for everybody's lives and that he would make them all better, which you can't, you know, it's politics. So if you'd asked them, and then when he went in, he was one of the most practical presidents almost. He got a couple of his main things done. So like, I mean, the healthcare thing, that will actually influence people's lives and has done and has made a lot of people's lives better. Right. But not if you already can afford your own healthcare and you are just seeing, like wages haven't increased that much over the last 30 years on average right. compared to what prices are rising and stuff. So people have less money. I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed that if you're white and middle class, you're not going to have a better life than your parents. Right. Which kind of has never happened before in like the history of what we call democracy and like the industrialized world. So I think what's going on now with the election of Trump and the election of Obama before him and Brexit and all that is that people are starting to get frustrated with politicians still tell you that if you vote for us, we're going to make your life so much better. Yeah. But they can't because how do you stop globalization? How do you stop your jobs from going here? How do you like it's... Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, God. Um Build a wall. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, build a wall, give people guns and whatever other things that Trump wanted to do. Yeah. So he basically, he tapped into the, so Obama tapped into the hope that people might have had that it might get better. And then when that didn't work out, this fella came along and tapped into the anger, basically, and frustration. Yeah. And it worked. Anti-establishment kind of um, Yeah, it was really, like both both elections ran, they were both change candidates, it's called, and they were both anti-establishment um, I don't think either of them really are. I mean, Obama went in and did what politicians do and just govern politically. Mm-hmm. Trump is coming in now and he's 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 taking like a businessy approach. He's it's the richest um, cabinet that's ever been appointed. Like he's the people that he's going to put in charge of the different departments of government mm-hmm. are collectively the richest that's ever been. Okay, and like the Secretary of State, who is the, like one of the most powerful American positions because he represents America on the world stage. He's a former oil tycoon. He's one of the poorer choices that Trump made. Like, he's only at the bottom of the Forbes 400 list. 
<laughs> so that's a pretty good like summarization nice work on on what trump how trump came to be I yes guess, in, in broad strokes really it, yeah um, but that's what that like you should understand the broad strokes so people like you were saying you're frustrated with people on facebook screaming about how how could you be so stupid and vote for this guy you yeah. guys are all idiots and you're not yeah, as smart as me yeah it's not well, how it is i mean people just vote on their gut and their gut is telling them that things aren't good and this is a fella coming along telling them that so you're going to vote for him right and you have like, actually you have to look at who he was running against as well Hillary Clinton was one of the worst choices that the Democrats could have made I never really liked her that much as a politician and she shouldn't she was basically handed the Democratic nomination she only, she had Bernie Sanders challenge her and I mean Bernie Sanders is a geriatric L fella from Vermont who's a socialist mm-hmm. which in America would have got you put into prison not that long ago <laughs> Right. And he nearly beat her. Right. That's how weak she was. Right. But the Democrats, it was like, it's her turn. She's earned it. Obama got behind her. The entire system just worked to give it to her. And she turned out to be terribly weak. Right. Like she could not stand against Trump. Everyone said that the Democrats were delighted that Trump got nominated because it would gift them the presidency. Well, it turned out that Trump was delighted that it was Hillary because it gifted, basically he was able to bash her and bash her, keep on poking at her weaknesses. And then when people walked into the ballot and they were like, why would I vote for someone that's basically going to do exactly the same thing? I mean, her president, her husband used to be president. She's, she's been around for so long. Yeah, she would have done things differently, of course. But at the same time, she wasn't offering anything really. Right, just kind of copy paste. Basically, yeah. She was just turned out like people just viewed her as an, an as another part of the same, yeah. whereas they wanted something different. Okay. Yeah. And they voted for Trump, which is definitely something different. Oh, for sure. <laughs> cool so that's yeah that's 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 a great context i guess for what we're going to talk about next which i have totally planned out and i'm not just going to wing right now yeah but i guess would be no it, it would it would reasonably be the, the future of of what happens next yeah well most important thing is the cabinet so they are the people that are going to run the various arms of government and on trump's behalf they're the people they're the like in ireland we call them the ministers of whatever over there they call the secretaries mm-hmm. and he you choose them in your transition. So after he got elected, he started picking them. And that's been one of the big political news over the last couple of months is who's he going to pick for which parts. Mm-hmm. In the American system, the Congress and Senate, um, actually, I think it's just the Senate, they get to choose, they get to like interrogate and vet these choices. Mm-hmm. It's not an automatic thing. Oh, okay. And there's going to be a couple of potential like fights over that. But because the Republicans won the House and the Senate as well, he doesn't really have much problems getting who he wants in okay. maybe the democrats could like choose one person that they particularly don't like and fight a campaign against that person mm-hmm. but even then the trumps could railroad them and for the republicans could railroad them and force them to to nominate whoever trump picks so on january 20th he'll be in his cabinet choices will be in and he will assume control of the largest most powerful country in the world well not largest but definitely most powerful right richest most dangerous did you see did you watch any of the the south park episodes this season no no i was earlier i was gonna when you were talking about the obama um his campaign i was about to interrupt you say i've I've seen the episode south park i know what you're talking about well then but no i haven't done my i haven't done my research i know i know i know well they actually had a it hasn't been that great this season but they had a great summary of what everyone was like oh well you know there's checks and balances just because he's the president doesn't mean he can do whatever he wants to a large extent he can Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Garrison, 
becomes president in, in South Park world, but he's basically Trump. Okay. And so he, he, he's walking down the hall of power, which is a literal hall of power. <laughs> he's like, here, Mr. President, this is the room where you can tap into anybody's phone and listen to their conversations. And mm-hmm. not just that, but all the conversations they've ever had. Mm-hmm. You can read their emails, you can search through their stuff. And he's like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then this is where you can order a drone to fly over anybody's house in the entire world and kill them. This is, uh, oh, here, take this. What's this? This is the football. This is follows you around everywhere you go. And if you wish, you can launch more nuclear weapons than can destroy the world 10 times over just by asking. Because if the president is the only person who has the authority to launch nuclear weapons and nobody second guesses them. Okay. So this is one of those instances where it's not, it's like South Park just... It's- commenting on reality no 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 this, this, this is real real like thing. this is this is actually what trump will get when he becomes the boss mm. um he tweets he still tweets a lot and it's, it's we've never had anything like this before where in 140 characters the the next he is the most powerful person in the world at the moment because trump is a lame duck or obama's a lame duck he can't he can't really influence that much anymore he's on the way out everyone knows that so everyone's looking to trump mm-hmm. if he tweets he tweeted about Boeing not getting their contract to rebuild Air Force One, which is like he was going. To, they're going to build two new planes to replace the old ones because they're old and they need to. And this has been something that's been planned for ages. Mm-hmm. I think back as far as Bush, they've been trying to get these ready. Oh. He's like two billion. That's ridiculous. Cancel that. Boeing shares dipped like ten percent instantly, Whoa. and that's one of the largest corporations in the world. Yeah. He's done that a couple of times now. A lot of people lost a lot of money. Yeah, I think they gained it then as well. <laughs> but that's the influence he has. He can like with 140 characters. He can speak and markets shift, people jump. He is he took a phone call from the president of Taiwan. Taiwan is not an officially recognized country in the world because China doesn't consider it a country. They think it's a breakaway province that is part of China that they just kind of haven't attacked yet, but they don't like people recognizing it as a real country. Right. Trump took the phone call. There was a huge media storm because it, it was almost like he didn't understand the ramifications of that. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. This is the thing about Trump. Nobody actually knows if this is all a plan or if he just wings it. We don't know. Right. And then he tweeted, maybe we should reconsider the China policy. So the two most powerful countries in the world may have their future decided like within 140 characters and a midnight phone call. This has already happened. And, and Snapchat. And maybe Snapchat. Maybe, maybe he's sending there's some filters that some presidential filters that we never see. I, yeah, yeah. Like when Obama went into the presidency first, he um, begged to be allowed to keep his uh, BlackBerry. Is that what that the old phone we used to be called? Yeah, <laughs> Blueberry. Blueberry. I was yeah. going to say Blueberry. <laughs> yeah. Black. Tooth. No, yeah, BlackBerry. Yeah, he could, because they, before that, no president was ever allowed to have a phone because it was uh, determined that mm. you shouldn't be able to get in direct contact with the president because what happens if someone kidnaps his daughter and says, go nuke Mongolia? Oh, yeah. Uh, so Obama basically bent those rules and he got a phone. And now we have a president who very clearly has an iPhone or whatever brand he has attached to his hand at all times. Yeah. And yeah, so he's probably Snapchatting the president of China. Very terrible things. Oh, man. I would like to see those. <laughs> no, no. I would. Well, that's yeah. That's what the academics in the future are going to have to study. Snapchats. <laughs> well, Trump's tweets. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's that's a sobering thought. So that yeah. So so, so that's so the future Trump that we're talking about here. But that's that's all seems kind of a little bit morbid and understandably so. Like, is at the forefront of people's it, minds. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't actually know what he's going to do. He's already said it's not going to be a whole wall. There might be a fence in part. So instant after he got elected, he started backtracking and all the wacky things that he was saying. Yeah. But people do tend to govern how they campaign to, to a large extent. And right. he has, 
he has styles that like he likes people who get stuff get shit done and yeah. you know you know get performances businesses kind of thing so I'd say it's going to be tumultuous there's going to be basically it's whatever mood he's in is going to determine what's going to happen okay <laughs> so yeah I mean it is morbid it is dark but that's the world that we're in now right um, do you feel there's and again on the whole like being open like open political discourse like benefits to to a character like Trump in a presidency potential positives he has woken people up um, like I said when the Democrats gifted Hillary Clinton the nomination a lot of people's heads are going to roll for that within the Democratic Party they're not they can't I don't think what you might consider the good guys can take things for granted anymore right so I mean I'm liberal I'm, I would always prefer the Democrats over the Republicans and whatever their equivalent is around the world mm-hmm. and they they're going to have to think of something really good really quickly mm-hmm. to try and beat this they, they, and they're going to have to adjust they're going to have to consider why they lost to Trump and what kind of message he was giving and what people wanted to see and they're going to have to react with hopefully a better version of what he was right um, an anti-Trump or they might not Bill Clinton might be given the nomination again I don't know or maybe can that happen? no okay <laughs> there's, a, there's a two-turn limit okay um, yeah maybe Michelle Obama but I mean she's a great lady and all but we need to stop letting people with the same <laughs> the, surname, same. <laughs> the same surnames well. but like that's, that's going to happen say. like Trump's children they're all gearing up to become his replacement so we're not like there will always be a Trump in politics now. unless like you alluded to earlier you, you said you're going to do something I I heard. he can walk into the room and listen to this I mean would there's he? no other reason why he would like nobody else is going to listen to this but he can if he wants to <laughs> if the only person to listen to this was Donald us Trump. again and then Donald Trump <laughs> Donald J. Trump oh my god if, he, if he tweeted us out that's that's some serious good exposure even if he even if he just hated it <laughs> well, we could, yeah. oh we could rebrand this as a Trump fan cast like not a good one but this is a Trump yeah, well, fan if cast. we said it was a Trump fan cast then he probably would listen to it and then yeah I don't think we've said anything necessarily bad I mean these are all things that are facts about him I mean uh, there's, a, there's a there's a little bit of opinion in there but again we're yeah. saying true to ourselves yeah. that's fine as long as yeah. we're not like antagonizing like I don't mean people to. necessarily yeah like the, we're describing how we operate so right. mean, and yeah. that's what the people who like him like that right yes yeah, they sure. like yeah they like it that this, the, he makes decisions quickly he, he he likes people with like he doesn't like the slow politically like compromisey kind of stuff they, he wants people that can go in there and get what he wants done quickly yeah and that's what people want to, that's part of what the reaction to him to, to what happened with Obama is they want someone they, they want to believe him basically yeah but again, to what you're saying earlier, things move so slowly. This is a a made up system that we put ourselves put in ourselves. It can never operate that way. Is that what you're saying? It can never operate so quickly. Um. So are these pe- are these people? What I'm saying, going to like four years down the road, are we just going to have another oh, batch of yeah. disenfranchised people? Yeah, and probably. Then, what is the outcome of that? To be honest, that this, is that's a pretty solid prediction. It's um, like, oh, my first solid prediction. <laughs> like, it's it's impossible to change things that quickly. Ever, you, like once you walk in, you're just immediately greeted with a massive institution that has been built up over like two hundred years, most right. of them. Yeah. So I mean, for example, one of the people that he picked to run the Department of Energy um, was a guy called Rick Perry. He's mm-hmm. a Texas governor, former Texas governor. He ran for the presidency before. He actually wanted to get rid of the Department of Energy. That was one of his campaign promises when he was running, which he actually forgot life on stage, which is the famous thing about him. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really embarrassing and hilarious. Wow. And now Trump picked him to be in charge of the department he wanted to get rid of. Oh, second chances and all, Steve. Come on. <laughs> so he's going to get in there and he's going to have something like, I don't know, 
let's just say 60,000 employees working for him in the Department of Energy wow he's not going to be able to get rid of it in four years no. you just can't no. and everyone else like most like Trump and Republicans they're about small government they they don't like the idea of large governments encroaching on people's lives mm-hmm. so they, they, they want to reduce it as much as they can Bush before um, Dada Bush before that and Reagan before that they were all the same but the American government's still there is it it is okay that's what trump just won ah. so they don't get they're not going to get rid of it they'll make changes incremental changes so something like for example the republicans hate obamacare it's been one of the things they've been like using to whack obama about for ages mm. and trump has said he's going to get rid of it it's one of the first things he's going to do i'm going to get rid of obamacare he for the sec the department of health he put in charge a doctor who says i hate obamacare i'm going to get rid of it right he can't really because is he going to turn around and tell something like 30 million people they have no health care tomorrow they're going to have to come up with something else right Trumpy care basically Trumpy care Trumpy care I mean that rolls off the tongue better yeah it's way easier Trumpy care <laughs> well yeah so and then Trumpy care won't be perfect no there'll be lots of things wrong with Trumpy care the name for one <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but that's yeah and then so those are the things that he won't be able to change really I mean if you could, like do the retrospective in two years of the midterm elections or four years when he's running for re-election probably you won't see that many huge changes in the arms of internal government of the United States okay but external government is something that he can change instantly like Obama, um, foreign affairs America's role in the outer world right. he will change America's position towards Russia they're going to become probably more friends than enemies as they have been becoming over the last couple of years mm-hmm. um, he can order drone attacks on whoever he wants which he will do and like Obama does pretty much daily right so that's now Trump's responsibility I think we're on that list not yet but sure. no doubt season, after, after all, season 12 <laughs> Which he'll still be in power, obviously. Right, yeah. Well, we're going to crank these seasons out. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm confusing seasons for episodes. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I was like, wow, season eight. No, because if, if every season is an episode and then people see this podcast is on season, you know... 36. Yeah, it's like, what's a really good podcast? <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. Actually, while you've lost it, can you check we're still recording? <laughs> our main recording set, we're just leaning in the... Yay! Okay, fantastic. <laughs> we didn't just waste an hour of our lives. Uh, yeah, so... Trump can instantly change how America sits on the world stage. Um, that is, like, the American president has the right to start a war um, up to 90 days before he, ask, he has to ask Congress for permission to keep it going, basically. What, so say again, sorry, speak. Okay, so... Use playground terms. Right. Okay, I'm China, you're America. Okay, let's just say, right, there's, there's islands off the coast of China. Mm-hmm. My islands. Your islands? Yeah, they're mine. Get oh, away. Okay, well, China and Japan say they're theirs. Okay. And so you have two large, angry countries that have never liked each other for an awful long couple of centuries, Mm -hmm. especially recent memory as well. And they both blame each other for everything that's ever happened to each other. They're going to, they don't like, they have these islands in between them. Mm -hmm. They're both claiming ownership of them. And if there's anything that history has taught us, it's that countries love their rocks. Oh, yeah. Trump can and let's just say something happened there and they started fighting and and Trump decided that he wants the United States of America to intervene with its army is like larger than the next nine armies combined by a good bit America's yeah it's it's like insanely big right it's all over the world Uh, he can order them to engage in a conflict anywhere in the world and he doesn't have to call it a war he can do that for up to 90 days before Congress has the right to go ah 
uh, wait a minute that's, not, that, that's a war now exactly I mean that's pretty much where most of the wars the American got involved in since World War II have started Korea was never officially war America never declared war on somebody they sent in their soldiers and called them basically police and had a massive war that is still going on Iraq and Afghanistan were kind of the same there was no official declaration of war I don't think maybe there was um, again we're going to get things yeah. wrong <laughs> <laughs> but he, he can do that he can do that anywhere in the world now I mean that's like that will happen mm. most definitely because things happen in the world and America, things do happen in the world things do happen and whenever things happen it's like you know the way you have those friends there's like the really competent intelligent friend who's always expected to like organize the dinner parties <sighs> Steve and yes like, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> basically you <laughs> so whenever people like I am or trying to organize dinner right, right now as we speak <laughs> Wait, hold on it's Rudy get back to me <laughs> Go on. Okay, he did. Okay, <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> so Rudy's like the guy who just sits around and wants, wants to walk up to dinner and have everything ready. But <laughs> suck on that, Rudy. <laughs> America is the one that everyone expects to organize everything. So if something goes wrong in the world, the very first thing everyone does is ask, "What? What's America think?" Okay, that's what Trump is in charge of now. Wow. Okay. This is this is a lot. This is this is a lot to take in. Um, so, like, do you feel? I guess maybe on a more personal note. Um, hopeful not hopeful uh, I have no idea I mean something happened a couple of weeks ago where China basically lifted up a, a submarine drone I didn't know they had submarine drones wait oh, so a US submarine like that was a drone okay basically like a non-man submarine that they had around one of those islands that they're fighting over sure they lifted it out of the ocean and said what's that doing there but America says that's international waters put that back <laughs> China were like hey China were like, and that was like breaking news around the world and then China was like eh, you're making too much of a big deal about it we'll put it back when we're ready those are the kind of things that start wars yeah it depends on the actors that are involved yeah. the Russian ambassador to Turkey got shot last yeah. week yeah that started World War One. the equivalent of that started World War One. Yeah. Like a guy in a small country got shot and then the big countries decided that was important enough to start a war. I mean, that's it's always there. And mm. someone like Trump who acts in tweets and in the middle of the night is far more likely to take the world into something like that than any other politician we've had for a long time. So not hopeful. Hopeful is probably the wrong word. I'm pretty worried. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty worried. You're right. But I'm not like... I don't expect it to happen. Okay. Because you're not super happy with it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's far more likely than it ever has been, but hopefully it's still not that likely. Yeah. Because if it does happen, then we're probably all going to be dead. I don't think I'm the first <laughs> person to figure out that the amount of thermonuclear warheads that we have pointed at each other is enough to wipe out the world. I think you are. Oh, yes! <laughs> I mean, I got one right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, can... I, was, I was wondering what that was. <laughs> you know, notice how it's got a nice... It's just got magazines on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess. It's humming. <laughs> Uh, it's not even humming a weird like it's humming a tune as well when did they start doing that <laughs> wait is that just Rudy <laughs> yeah Ru- Rudy is a bit of a Rudy, Rudy in a many ways he's our warhead isn't he he's our <laughs> how many times are we going to reference Rudy specifically welcome to our Rudy fan cast <laughs> Trumpy uh, Rudy times <laughs> Rudy care Rudy cares better than Trumpy care Rudy care would be great yeah that's just like when you give Rudy a hug really. that's yeah. just Rudy yeah, it makes me feel better <laughs> yeah this is all feel better <laughs> Um, that's it give him 60 billion dollars <laughs> is that much um, way more than that it's probably like a trillion Should, yeah numbers mean healthcare the health systems well not well the United States is mostly private but like in Ireland it's the largest part of the government and in England healthcare yeah so that's sense. the way it's going in the States yeah um, and we we can have a, an episode about healthcare I guess that's a meaty 
meaty yeah. subject. Like tr- Trump is a meaty subject. We were like we really only scratched the surface of it. But oh, I mean, yeah, that's. The, but again, that's the point. This isn't like a a, a policy driven thing, or like it's not a deep dive into the minutia. It's more so again about broader strokes, but also um, for different blokes. <laughs> strokes for different blo- me. <laughs> I'm a, I'm one of the blokes in this situation. <laughs> and you're stroking. And I'm stroking. <laughs> Oh god <laughs> Broader blokes for <laughs> um, For better strokes for, Yeah as, Yeah as the old Shanuckle goes No yeah It's not about a deep dive Into the minutia Of this stuff It's again Just kind of educating So I can I, I can f- understand The man that the people Voted for And the reasons behind That vote So that if I do Find myself again Like driving to Arizona Like I drove to Arizona A couple of weeks back And having in in San Francisco almost exclusively in the lead up to this it's a election world, isn't it? it's, a, it's, it's a completely different world it, it, and I didn't realise the extent of it you know it's a world where the reality is the Democrats are going to get in and Trump feels like nothing more than a parody you know that's kind of how people are talking about it isn't this a funny thing yeah. check out this SNL sketch yeah. isn't that funny like it's a punchline yeah. um, and then took a road trip drove into Arizona Drove Route 66, went through small little villages, and all of a sudden I started seeing a lot more Trump signs and barely any Clinton signs. Yeah, they're just seen her as being massively corrupt and... Right, for yeah, sure. It's just all these silly liberals and they're going to get their comeuppance. Yes, and it, in, in many ways it was kind of like the inverse of what I was seeing. And again, this and this is why, there's another reason why this is so important, just for myself and I just think for people in general to get outside that. Because uh, San Francisco is a bubble in itself because, like you say, cities lean one way. Yeah, and well, San Francisco is one of the most infamously liberal places in the United States. For sure, yeah. And But it's a perfect, it's almost like a perfect um, physical representation of what social media is doing for ourselves anyway. Yeah. So going outside of that bubble and going to Arizona and seeing the inverse of that was really sobering. And I feel like this is just like a, a nice reminder to kind of get outside that bubble and talk about these kind of things from maybe both sides. Even though, yes, I guess this is a very opinionated podcast where it has been leaning left quite a bit but hopefully we've been yeah we've been you know exploring the other side just a little bit and you know I'll refine that more as time goes on because again this is this is an experiment really this whole thing yeah I mean it's not I try to be as non-partisan as I can be but when it comes to Trump I just I can't be I don't like him I don't like that he got elected and I don't have great hopes but that's sure and you made that threat earlier on that really yeah no you did you did you were like but you got a warhead in the corner. I don't talking about. <laughs> Some people think that just because you, you you hold one opinion, you have to hold the, the, the like the same one on the same spectrum. Right. But I actually don't really think Brexit was that bad an idea. Right. We can talk about it a different time. But like that's you need to consider each issue as it stands, or each each event as it stands. You can't just say, oh well, the easy thing to do is to go. Let me check what my team says, and I'll just say the same thing. Yeah. You can't do that. That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help you. And that doesn't help the world, basically. It just gets us into this partisan shit show where people just sling mud at each other in the form of 140-character tweets, not helping anybody. <laughs> Do we finish up there? I guess so. Um, I don't know how we close this out. Uh, do you know what I'm Trump? I have a much better understanding of what I'm Trump, um, for sure. But like, I guess all these subjects are going to be, It's just this is just a start, and I have to go out and... Well, I have to go back to America for one. <laughs> like, I fly back a couple of days before the inauguration, and yeah, kind of, kind of just. This probably won't be out before that. 
No, uh, no, God, no. Not, <laughs> not, not at the speed at which we've been organizing this thing. It'll be lucky if maybe, maybe it'll be a type of thing when he's the finished. Next, yeah, if he gets reelected, be ready for the next inauguration. I mean, we just we haven't said Donald that much. If his kid gets you know <laughs> elected in the future, we could yeah. just put it out then. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening to our Trump fancast slash training bra sales pitch. Slash definitely not threatening the future United States of the future president of the United States. Definitely not. Yeah, we don't know that. Um, okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.